Hello ladies and gentlemen this is your host Arnav Agarwal and welcome to the Paylord podcast in today's episode we will be interviewing Mr Vinamra Agarwal and we'll be discussing the economics which goes behind the electricity and power sector in our country on today's podcast we have Mr Vinamra Agarwal hello Mr Vinamra how are you very well Arnav thank you for having me here So the so to the audience Mr Benamra is related to the power sector he has a business running in the electricity sector so today we're going to be discussing the economics which goes behind electricity and which goes behind the power sector in our country so i have a couple of questions for you Mr Benamra are you ready to answer them sure please go ahead right so the first so the first question i was a little curious about is that the government has recently emphasized on the importance and necessity of electricity and has released several schemes to provide free electricity to the underprivileged however considering how there has been an increase in the use of electrical appliances post pandemic how can the government meet the excelling electricity demand and is there scope for private public partnership in the power sector as well uh thank you arnav uh a uh, very pertinent question that has been raised by you uh, i think uh, the broad uh, macro uh, economic outlook for the power sector in india is extremely healthy not least because of the huge amount of underserved demand that we have in the sector in the country because of poor access to electricity but also as you very rightly said the increasing use of electrical and electronic devices in households across regardless of whichever income category or whichever demographic profile they are from uh having said that i think we are also in a very difficult situation right now where the person who is delivering power to your home which is the distribution company is in extremely poor financial stress uh, as of now the situation that we are seeing right now is that there is a growing demand on the domestic front because of increase adoption of electrical and electronic appliances at the same point of time what we're also seeing is that there is a bit of a dip in demand in major commercial centers particularly those centers where there was high degree of work in the uh, bpo/it/jpo space uh, where people have gone back from their offices to work from home uh net net what we're seeing is that this is probably resulting in a bit of a balance in demand purely for commercial purposes on the industrial front however we do feel that the economy has not yet completely recovered from the effects of covid pandemic while electricity growth uh is now healthy uh, where it, it was not so for the last one year or so however there is uh, still a bit of a challenge as far as increasing growth yeah so as you correctly pointed out about how there has been financial stress on the power companies so do you think that there is need for a sustainable credit enhancement mechanism should global funding agencies like the world bank adb be sought after for more participation and more involvement so global financing agencies like the world bank or the adbs are very very deeply entrenched in the power sector even today uh they there are several schemes that they have run for financing the recapitalization or the uh, enhancement of the efficiency of the different distribution companies uh i think uh while while it cannot be debated that there is need for money in terms of capital uh, revamp across the entire sector but i think even before that a far bigger need right now is for the operations of these discoms to be uh made more efficient per se 
through very very fundamental changes that are brought about in this sector i think one of the biggest issues that we've been seeing in the sector is that most of the distribution companies are working in a monopoly right now where there is no competition and hence uh, that is number one secondly they are also plagued by the problem of very high degree of political interference because of which they are not allowed to function as a profit making commercial enterprise let me give you an example uh, one of the fact one of the numbers that we track in the power sector is that of the aggregate technical and commercial losses which is for every 1 rupee worth of power supplied what is the amount of realization that you get at the end of the day you will be surprised to know that a few years ago the situation was as bad mm-hmm. as 50% in some states which means that for every 1 rupee of power that was being supplied the distribution companies were only getting back about 50 paisa both on account of technical losses which is a loss of power through technical means and second was on account of commercial losses which is either people not paying willingly or unwillingly or theft of power the change that we have seen in the sector is that those areas those uh, locations where they have privatized the operation uh, delhi and bombay are two notable examples we have seen a massive reduction in this uh, in these losses to the extent it has gone down to almost single digits or 8 or 9% and on the other hand those areas where it continued to be under government functioning there has not been that much of an improvement so i think bringing in competition or privatization is perhaps a far bigger need today than the need to pump in more money so besides commercialized energy which we have been discussing for the past two questions the recent topic uh, which is prominent in our country is the exposure to electric vehicles with giants like mm-hmm. tesla planning to introduce their products in the country there are bound to be changes in the automobile and power sector so according to you what can be the potential impact of such a movement on the electric electricity center or the power center oh tremendous tremendous i think the way we are looking at the power sector right now uh the entire fundamentals are due for a revamp over the next few years my prediction is that over the next 10 years probably we should start seeing electric vehicles working on uh, on indian roads in far far greater proportion than we see today when that happens there'll be a few things that happen one there'll be a drastic reduction in uh, our consumption of biofuels number one mm-hmm. number two there will be an increase in the amount of uh, power offtake by consumers like you and me number 3 what will also happen is one of the very interesting technologies that we are talking about right now is that these electric vehicles start getting used not just as consumers of power but also as storage mediums of power because all of these will come with a fairly large capacity battery that will be storing power so the idea is that when you've charged these vehicles into your power source at home and when you do not have much of a demand in your own home etc mm-hmm. will it be possible for the grid to actually draw power that is stored in these vehicles to actually meet their requirements and i think with this kind of a shift happening where your consumers will move from becoming just consumers to also suppliers of power i think there is a fundamental shift that is going to happen in the power sector uh the business models will need to be reworked the economic models will need to be reworked and i think both from a consumer side as well as from an equipment manufacturer or a supplier side there is going to be a massive massive rethink that this change is going to necessitate um so the major objective of introducing electric vehicles in throughout the world is to promote cleaner energy 
so electricity is often looked as a substitute for fossil fuels and that is why for the indian railways has declined during the covid-19 pandemic how has that affected uh, particularly the power sector so two things are happening a i think from the railway side the prognosis on the power sector is generally good because you will you should remember that they are still a fairly large user of energy okay and uh, uh, there is already a mission underway to convert all uh, diesel and uh, in fact we don't have any coal locos anymore but all diesel locomotives to electric i think by 2025 or 2027 something like that i think with this happening there is for sure going to be a larger demand for power from the railway sector as well now if the railway sector uh, itself uh, reduces as far as size is concerned then that becomes a worrisome factor for the power sector but i think the railways themselves are taking a lot of initiatives in that regard uh, both in terms of improvement of services for the consumer mm-hmm. or the passenger b in terms of uh, introduction of uh, high speed rolling stock which can then compete uh, to some extent along with the line traffic and c you also see initiatives like the dedicated freight corridor that are being set up which is essentially designed to bring a large part of the freight traffic that had moved on to the roads back from the roads onto the railways so that any uh, any large consignment that was being traffic uh, trafficked on the roads and take took maybe about uh, 15 to 20 days to transport from let's say delhi to mumbai can be done about 3 or 4 days i think if these things come up and they come up well uh, there is no reason why freight traffic will move back to the railways and with the electrification of the railways i think this can only have a positive impact on the power sector All right, that was our last question. Thank you so much, Mr. Venamra, for joining us today. It was great having you. Thank you very much, Arnab. Thank you for having me here. It was an absolute pleasure being with you today, and I hope that with this uh, small interview, your, your your listeners will get a better overview of the power sector as it stands in our country. Surely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us.